It's all in the eyes of each of the characters we just saw. The anger in the eyes of the Jewish leaders, the bewilderment in the eyes of the disciples, the betrayal in the eyes of Judas, the, the denial in the eyes of Peter. And then there's another group of eyes, Mary Magdalene's eyes of commitment, the Blessed Mother's eyes of compassion and sorrow, the eyes of Jesus, of love. What comes to mind in the contrast between the different kinds of eyes is a phrase we've heard often throughout this series, don't confuse life not making sense with God not making sense. For this betrayal is a portrait of an innocent man, a genuinely good man. It makes no sense at all, at all. All his healings, his consolations, his teachings, his feedings of thousands, his celebrations, all to naught, just swept away. The outrage, the anger may feel justified and right. But again, don't confuse life not making sense with God not making sense. God's making sense is about a love story. It's a story of how God created you and me out of nothing and out of love and sent us forth from the birth canal with a longing for God, a longing that only God could fulfill. And so that longing continues to this day. And very often there are things that get in the way of that longing that keep us misdirected and off our goal. So what is it about us that needs to be clarified and set straight? It's never a clear path back to God, even though we have a longing, for God gives us free will to love him back in return. And what we do is we get mixed up between the things that we think satisfy and the things that do not. And to just test that, I'd have to just look at my credit card statement every month or my bank statement every month to see where I spend my time and my money and how much of that effort and financial resource goes into trying to satisfy this longing for God and choices that are not always the best choices. And so we all make bad choices in our pursuit of happiness, small ones and not so small ones, choices that cause us and others great pain. The jam we get into is that our life loses its trajectory, it loses its purpose, its grace, it loses its energy source, it loses the community that supports it. It's precisely this dilemma we all find ourselves in to a greater or lesser degree, and it's where we can move from God not making sense to God indeed making sense. It is through the Father's divine Son, Jesus himself, that the damage is repaired, the breach is healed, and life can come to make sense in our world today. We saw it in the film, the love of Jesus in his eyes, his demeanor, the steadfastness of his gaze, the quiet resoluteness of his submission to suffering. Through his passion and death, Jesus expresses to us in a very, the very same love of the Father that created us, 
of the Father who sent us out into the world. That's what he does as the Son of God. The insight is that we see concretely in Jesus the love of the Father whom we don't see. But, my friends, there's even more. As a human being, as one of us, Jesus both models a way that we can emulate human being to human being, and he empowers us by his grace to reframe our thinking, just in our hearing of this gospel, just as our viewing of this film. He empowers us by his grace to reframe our thinking, get back on a path, get back into this love dynamic that will satisfy the deepest longing of our hearts. What will it take for me to embrace the modeling of Jesus Christ? To say yes to the grace that's already present, in which we're swimming, in which we're breathing. It's already there to empower us. This final week, as a parish and in our small groups, we're reading and reflecting on chapter six. Seriously, comma, why did he have to die? Why did he have to die? It's not just about Jesus' death. It's about the death of a loved one that we have, that we haven't gotten over. And it's even of our own death. There is hope to be had in this holiest of all weeks called Holy Week. And it's our hope that out of death will come life.